Welcome to another edition of the Freeform Rock Podcast. You know when yeah. I thought the Beatles were in trouble too, because in every album, even like Magical Mystery Tour, everybody was sort of in the same place, even fashion-wise. Mm. And then all of a sudden, I saw you guys all looking different. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I said, "Oh, maybe that's the thing." But I always yeah. thought the Stones. You bring up Mick Jagger. I always think of the Stones. I mean, they're great it's a songwriter. You know, Mick and and, uh, and Keith. Mm. But th when you guys came out with a Sgt. Pepper's kind of thing, the next thing you know, uh, 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 Mick and the guys were dressed as wizards, and you, you know, know, on their album, or or you'd have Beggar's Bank would come out around the same time that you guys would do a Magical Mystery tour. Yeah. It seemed like they were not only competing with you, but following you. Yeah. But well, that is the truth, you know. I mean, and I don't kind of try and rub it in because I know the guys. I don't want to uh, right. rub it in too much if you're listening, Mick yeah. or Keith. They're but, listening. Uh, but, yeah. yes. however, um, yeah, you look at the history of it all. The Beatles come to America. A year later, the Stones come to America. Yes. Um, we wrote their first single, I Want to Be Your Man. Yes. They didn't have a single. They couldn't get one together. <laughs> yeah. So we like wrote them one, you know. Um, as you say, then we'd make this record. They'd come out with this. Record. We'd go psychedelic. They'd go psychedelic and all dressed as wizards. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wizard, yeah. And, 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 and a, lot of, a lot of pictures <laughs> I see. Those were the days, baby. Yes. But a lot Let's of all dress as wizards now. <laughs> but but the, a lot of people are. Thank God <laughs> you guys <laughs> didn't do some of that stuff because you see people walking around now still trapped. I know. But a lot of the pictures I see, time Mick walk. Jagger yeah. is sitting there in the studio with you guys at yeah. the mixing board. Is he? Yeah, you know, we, we were very good friends. I mean, we still are, but we hung out uh, quite a bit then right. we all lived in London they'd moved not too far they lived just outside and we'd moved from Liverpool so there was a scene and we would bump into each other quite a lot you know uh, so I remember you know. even I don't know if you said it or not but your 2011 solo tour when you went out on tour and you made something like 40 million dollars and then all of a sudden the stones went back out on tour and you kind of felt like, hey, wait a second, again, I'm inspiring the Stones. They're seeing that at, at my age, I can go out on tour and make a fortune. And they're going out now and making a fortune. Well, maybe, you know, I don't know. You know, and we all look at each other. So maybe that happened. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't, I don't know. You have to ask. Uh, Do you get together with those guys? Or, I mean, yeah, occasionally. Yeah, yeah. Socially, yeah. where would you go with that? Um, but, you know, the, the main one was I was on holiday in the Caribbean, and Keith had a, a house just down the beach from where I was staying. So I went every afternoon of that holiday over to hang with Keith. And it was great. We were saying, you know what, man? We've known each other 40 years, and we've never had time to hang. Hi, welcome to the Freeform Rock Podcast. Today we have special guest and regular contributor on here, Lee Gershman. He just got a new <laughs> phone. Yay! Now he can Skype again. What's Yay! <laughs> yep, now I can Skype again. Yeah, so how uh, was that with no communication for a couple weeks? It 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 was kind of like when I got on again, well, I didn't download the Facebook app uh, because I needed to use Wi-Fi for it, and I used data, and I was too lazy to go to the cafe where they have Wi-Fi. So... I don't get all these indications now on my phone of Mr. So-and-so just posted in so-and-so group. Mr. So-and-so posted in so-and-so group because I might watch videos and I'll get all these notifications that go on top of the video and keeps, you know, everything 
da 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 and I'm like, come on, get away, it's like a fly on the windshield or something. And, <laughs> and so now, um, just having regular Facebook on just regular site, like from regular internet, I, I can now control when I want to see stuff, and I find a lot of what the indications are are like just other people posting the same thing over and over and over and over again, so I, it was like getting rid of a candy addiction, it's like the candy wasn't even candy, it was just like a piece of paper I was chewing that seemed like candy, and then after I stopped I realized, oh, this is just a receipt from McDonald's, here, yeah, why am I chewing that? You know, but so. but did you know, Lee? You could turn off notifications on your iPhone. You won't get them anymore. Oh, I well, do that. Um, I don't. I don't get people. I don't get like, oh, Facebook notification, Facebook notification. No, if I want notifications, I go on the app itself and see them. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I I'm always. I I was told I could do that, but I always kind of figured it's it's like. All you have to do is put the cup on the shelf, and then it won't. Then you won't keep kicking it when you walk on the floor. And I go, well, that's a little bit too much work. I don't want to have to bend down and pick up the <laughs> damn cup. Kind of, that's sort of my attitude. Why do I have to do yeah. what only takes ten seconds? Because when you got a lot of friends posting yeah. the same shit all over, it just keeps coming and coming and coming and coming. Yeah. The only thing I use now notifications for is Snap because my girlfriend sends me a lot of snaps. <laughs> well, that's cool. That's well, yeah. Yep. That's cool. Yeah. I, yeah, wish, I, I just wish wanted to I say I missed you on Facebook, man. It, I, I, made oh, a, yeah. I, I made a thing on your uh, new uh, podcast, the uh, one about you oh. talking about Facebook. I haven't listened to it yet. I will get on that, though. I want to hear that, oh, what you okay. say about that. Um, yeah. I put, you should make a new pod. You should change the name of the podcast to Lee Gershman Goes Outside of the Box. <laughs> I might do that. <laughs> I might do that. I might say, do you know Jack? Well, I ain't Jack, because Jack stays in the box. I go, I, I don't even know where the box is. They they took it away and ran, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I got a little rant today. I've just been, people talk at work to say that how much, they don't really know artists. They don't really feel artists anymore. They don't know artists because all they do is stream and it's background music to them. I think streaming hurts music more than it helps it. That's just my opinion. I think it's okay, like, like for this album, I don't have this, the album we're gonna review, which is the Rolling Stones Undercover. I didn't have this album. I think I have it on my iTunes, but I was lazy and didn't want to download it. So I have free trial of Apple, Apple Music. So I went and listened to it from Apple Music. Which is cool. I know they get paid for it. Like, they need the money anyways, but... It's just like, when people don't sit there and go, Oh, my favorite group is so-and-so, or my favorite group is so-and-so. They go, Oh, I just like this, this, that, this, and that, this, and that. It's like background music to whatever they're doing now. It's not like part of their life. It's not like the KISS fans go, Oh, fuck, KISS is everything. I love KISS. It's like music today to kids is like freaking ice cream they just have the flavor and just run away or just lick it and leave it you know they don't sit there and live the group or or buy all their albums or read what's going on in magazines well there's no really magazines anymore except for yeah. rolling stone uh <laughs> or if you want to pay for extruberant amount for like uh what prog 
magazine from England or what? Oh, yeah. That other one, the other English magazines. England has some good magazines. And I'm yep. just finding, I'm just thinking streaming kind of sucks for artists because nobody like grabs on or latches on to artists anymore. It's like, what's that band? Imagine Dragons, man. They're, they're, they're not going to, nobody's going to know about them in five years. They're dead already. Wow. That's just my what? opinion. And, uh, and, yeah. You know, the most technologically advanced country is, what, Japan? Mm-hmm. And those fuckers hate streaming. They buy CDs. Tower Records thrives in Japan because people want the physical music. And I love Japan, man. That's awesome. I wish people... Yeah. I wish record stores would pop up again here because I miss the record stores. I miss going in there and looking through catalogs. If you go to an FYE here or whatever, they just have the latest of the crappiest of their albums. I can't go and look at back catalogs anymore. There's no back catalogs. If I want to look at back catalogs, I go on Amazon now, which kind of sucks yeah. because I can't sit there and feel. It's like I remember going into Tower Records and they would have a sale like on the record companies. Like, oh, uh, CBS, all CBS records and affiliates are on sale this day. Like, oh, shit, I could get all my Pink Floyd for nine ninety nine now. Fuck yeah. Or Warner Brothers. Oh, I could go get all the Van Halen. Fuck, they, I can't do that shit now. I gotta go look on frickin' Amazon and see what I need because there ain't shit out here anymore and it pisses me off. Yeah. I miss the brick and mortar record stores. I don't know how you feel because I know you love Spotify. You make all well, these playlists and stuff. So what do you think about this shit? Well, um, I will say I actually do agree with you. I um, will have to say that even though I use Spotify, I use Spotify um, as a guilty thing because, well, if I were to buy every single thing that I wanted to listen to, uh, well, first off, there aren't a lot of used record stores where I used to go in and get a lot of stuff, or even the thrift stores, people now scout those out and buy albums for like a dollar and then sell them at the record, um, at the flea market for like $25 so it's like there's a not much as far as physical albums are concerned but at the stores where I go a lot of CDs are like 15 or something so I find that for me to spend $10 a month to get a lot of music that I can listen to I do like the convenience of it but when it comes to the idea of if we keep doing that there might not be much more artists it's like i i do agree that we have to support the artists that we really like i saw um someone at you know i was looking at at audio tree on youtube which is a lot of new groups that are up and coming and they do performances on audio tree which says we we make music grow and then i saw someone and i thought she was really good and she dressed sexy and i liked her and then so i was like wow and then i noticed that she was playing in san francisco so i um went to see her and bought her cds and and when she went by the bar i was able to tell her that i was going to the gig and to support her and she thanked me and she was really cool and I got her to sign my CDs and too bad my phone wasn't working there I would have had a picture with her but 
anyway, um, when it comes to people like that, I'll support them because they're they're pretty cool. And if it weren't for you know people like me or whoever's supporting them, you know they they wouldn't be able to do what they do. So I do think that if people have the money, they they really do ought to be able to buy the CDs and support the artists. But if, let's say, someone only has maybe 10 bucks <laughs> because they bummed money from their brother's stash and they were able to just get a month of Spotify, well, I mean, that to me, that's better than not having any music. And so there's 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 ups and downs both ways. I, I do think that Spotify in a way is hurting a lot of artists if they're not making any money at what they do. But I also think that technology's at the point where things are just getting it's like like soon we're going to probably have a machine where we can just hook something up to our mind and think it and it will print it out on the page that might be decades from now but it, it, it's like there's not as much work or effort involved in things anymore because I remember when there wasn't internet and there was only albums or cassettes and then when CDs came out that was like a major new thing so now everybody thinks of the internet and of streaming and everything as being something just regular but you know um, I do agree that there should be more physical copies of things being bought and people really should get more into the groups because it's been changing the culture having just is someone liking a group just because everybody likes them and they don't really have the passion anymore yeah, I don't see the passion for music from these young kids when I work at I work at Disney and I don't see it anymore. Oh. And it's kind of there's some kids at work that really like it and buy music. They said, but the thing is, streaming doesn't. If they could change the model of streaming, because I, the newer artists like Taylor Swift and stuff and Katy Perry, they make a, and Beyonce make a boatload of money off of streaming. But then you got the old artists that don't didn't have a contract that have streaming in their contracts, man, and they don't make shit. And it's like, you think yeah. of, like, Bon Jovi, uh, You Give Love a Bad Name. Uh, what is that? Desmond Child, Richie Sambora, and uh, John Bon Jovi wrote that song, right? Uh-huh. Um, Desmond Child was on a podcast a couple of years ago saying, hey, I'm we made $50 from 2 million streams split between three of us. I go, huh. wow, that is fucked up <laughs> you know yeah the record companies are controlling the flow of the money they aren't sharing it with the artists and, and eventually record companies new kids are not going to come up and not get screwed they're not going to want to make music we're going to have shit like britney spears freaking Katy perry and all this crap yeah. music that has no soul and has no heart you know, I, yeah. I don't want to see that happen. You got this new band that I, I turned you on to is Greta Van Fleet. They actually yeah. got a major record label contract, and they do sound like Zeppelin, but they have heart, and they have soul, and they look like they love what they're doing. 
you know, all bands, there's bands that sound like other bands, but that's always been the case, but they eventually turn into their own sound. You know, this is a new band, yeah. a bunch of kids, and I love them. And I think they're going to yep. freaking kick ass. I think they're going to give rock a shot in the arm that it needs. And I don't care for this hip-hop being the number one music. I think it's only oh, number yeah. one music because of streaming. Screw this crap. Screw this, like, inpatient shit. I got to listen to this now. I got to hear the... Fuck, I do surveys. I do surveys yeah. and let freaking people troll my phone to get money for Amazon cards so I could buy the latest albums. I just got Mr. Big's Defying Gravity, and it's freaking excellent. I love the album cover. I love the artwork. I love they give you an extra DVD with it to see the videos. It's freaking awesome. Yeah. freaking kicks ass. And I also got, like, Extreme uh, Metal Meltdown Live. It has the live CD, and it has a live DVD of the concert in Vegas. It's freaking... It kicks ass. Yeah. You can't get I mean, this shit for yeah, streaming. Now, yeah. Now, I have a CD player, so... I've been buying more CDs. Of course, I buy them at Salvation Army for a dollar, but hey, it's still physical product. Yeah, I got the first. I got the first uh, the four Kiss solo albums and uh, UFO Lights Out for ninety nine cents each from a uh, from a um, thrift store. <laughs> but I still oh. buy off Amazon. I still give these artists money, man. Sure. You know, you know when I do download, I do download. You know, illegal downloads. The thing is, I basically only download the albums that I had that I actually bought at one point in my life that got ripped off or broke. So they got their money from me, so I don't feel so bad downloading it for free, you know. That's that's cool, you know. Or I'll download an album just to see what it sounds like, and if I like it, I go fucking buy it. Because I'm going to get... I bought the new Glenn Hughes album. That thing is freaking resonate. That, that, that album kicks ass. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It. Yeah, I mean, um, I even bought Kiss's Sonic Boom. Uh, I pretty much, all of their solo albums, no, I mean, all of their studio albums, I, I, I had bought in one form of another, either new or used, either on album or cassette or CD, but the only Walmart close by me was... In order to get there, I have to go on a BART train to Oakland Airport stop, and instead of it being like maybe a dollar ninety-five to get off, all airport BART stops are like eight or nine dollars, just right. because um, they're thinking, well, it's convenient to get to the airport, so you're paying no matter what. And then after that, you have to cross this really busy street which is like a freeway and then then cross another busy street in order to get on an uh, over ramp on a highway and then walk like you're Mad Max walking down beyond Thunderdome for a, about a half hour and then finally you get to Walmart and it's like like a trekking to Mount Everest would be only slightly more difficult so I found a copy of Sonic Boom at uh, a place called um, Used Books, and but it was a sealed copy, but it was about maybe six bucks. So I thought, okay, great, I'll get it, you know, because they don't have that on Spotify. They have it on YouTube, but it was cool to get the album, and also then I got the 
DVD with it and the CD of the Kiss Classics remade. So, yeah, I I liked having that on CD and being able to listen to it. And I also now, I bought a CD, portable CD player, which uh, I, I bought at this pawn shop because nowhere else had a CD player. And uh, it was 30 bucks, but I did it anyway because a friend of mine who I work with on music, he likes that store. And so I went there and it worked for about 10 minutes and then it stopped. And, and so I was kind of pissed off because it was used. But then I found my old CD player portable that was like, come out, come out wherever you are. Yeah. And it finally came out and, and it worked. At first it didn't work and I wondered why. But then when I put in new batteries, then it worked. So I was like, okay, that was the problem. But, uh, but now, and that's, and that's a good CD player. So now I can go places and listen to CD, which is really what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be able to be active and have music and active experience. So now I'm going to think about buying more CDs again. But a lot of the reason why I was streaming was because I didn't have a CD player. And so my phone became my CD player. Hey, Lee, I'm going to send you some uh, survey sites. That, uh, oh, you could do surveys and earn Amazon gift cards so you could buy CDs. Hey, I'll do that then. That's how I get my addiction, man. I got the whole, oh, I got a lot of Kiss CDs. I want to get the Elder. I don't. I kind of like the Elder. I don't know why people hate that album so much. I think it's uh, it, it's cool. <laughs> did you did you ever hear the original version before it got that new track listing? No. Yeah, that was what I grew up with. I was one of those guys who I was a KISS fan even during The Elder, even during Creatures of the Night. And well, even Creatures of the Night kicks ass, come on. Yeah, um, well now I kind of like it a little bit, but but I mean back then I, I thought it was a little insincere, but, mm. but I'm, I'm one of the few guys on the planet who think that. But anyway, I, I kept going on and the, the thing that made me finally stop listening to KISS for, for a while was Crazy Nights. I saw the video and I thought, I'm sorry. Um, no. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't get into this. But then later, I, um, after they got back into a reunion and then Ace was with them and I got Psycho Circus, which I didn't like much, but I got it. But then I found Carnival of Souls for a few bucks and I took a chance on that and thought it was great and then so I like Carnival of Souls I like oh. uh, I like Monster Sonic Boom has oh, a, yeah. a few good songs on it I like it but uh, oh yeah I'm not but, a big but, Kiss nut swinger I do love Bill Wang's group Kiss Kiss heavy metal hard rock oh I yeah I think it's cool how I, I know somebody I he told me not to mention him on the podcast anymore but I, I like how they mention on a certain podcast that uh, everybody on that page just just a bunch of kids, kiss nut swingers. Even if you like put twenty one twelve against the elder, they're gonna pick the elder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I will say that um, when I was in that record store, um, Amoeba Records, Ace went to another location at Amoeba. I think he went to either the San Francisco one or the New York one. But I go to the Berkeley one. They had 
I had a cassette player then, a Walkman, and so they had like Crazy Nights, and they had Hot in the Shade, and they had uh, um, other stuff. I had bought Animalize and Asylum on album when they first I came like out. I like those two albums. I those albums yeah, but I'm blaming he's like, so I got then, I got Revenge. I didn't get smashes, thrashes, or hits because I tend, um, I wasn't completist back then and got originals and I got double platinum, but after Crazy Nights, I kind of stopped being But I wonder if I would like the version of but, Beth that uh, Eric Carr sings, because I hate Peter Chris's looks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I'll say I got them for two bucks each. Oh, that's so, good. So, uh, so I was like, hell, I'll... I'll gather up all the kiss stuff but yeah um have you ever heard double platinum yeah double platinum rocks yeah. i like the versions of, of the songs on there better than the originals yeah yeah I, I i do now too and so you know but um yeah um i don't know uh, beth isn't really my favorite song so as to whether or not another singer would make it better i I couldn't say. I'd well, rather just listen to a new song. Well, but it's like Hard Luck Woman like too. It. Hard Luck Woman sounds like freaking. What is this freaking Rod Stewart? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, um, I could imagine it being a good song on a country album. I do like Garth Brooks's version of it, <laughs> but but that's Clark but that's Brooks? <laughs> oh, but but that's the most yeah. I, <laughs> you don't like country much, I, I, I can well, tell. Well, I like Chris Christopherson, Johnny Cash, Eddie Rabbit, and Glenn Campbell. Oh, okay. That's it. Um, I was so okay. sad when Glenn Campbell died because yeah. my grandma bought me Southern Nights and Rhinestone Cowboy vinyl, and I wore the crap out of those records. I yeah. love Southern Nights. I love the song Wichita Lineman. I love, oh, yeah. I that's, love that's Glenn Campbell, cool. man. Glenn Campbell yeah. was awesome. The album by the time I get to Phoenix or Gentle on My Mind. Oh, hell stuff. yeah. I, 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 I had, we had that stuff when I grew up. I used to listen to my dad's album of Glenn Campbell all the time. Yeah, I yeah. love Glenn Campbell, man. I used to watch his show in the 70s, the Glenn Campbell show. It was awesome, too, man. Freaking awesome. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember, I don't remember watching that. I was always into cartoons. That's all I ever watch. I like Carly, cartoons. So. You're older than me too, dude. <laughs> yeah, I was watching Glenn Campbell. And you're watching cartoons. I was yeah. watching cartoons too. I was watching Scooby Doo and all that shit. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I. Yeah. Yeah. So it's we'll great. let's let's get into this album by the Rolling Stones, man. Oh yeah. And I, I was reading about this album Wikipedia. Did you know that the original LP had stickers where you took off? <laughs> yep. And it would show, I guess it would show the boobs and the, the hoo-ha? <laughs> um, no, they don't. They don't? Um, when, when, when you take off the sticker, which is by the boobs, it shows a dog. Oh, it does? I have no yeah. idea. I was just asking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm saying, but it's really strange. I was with my friend Pascal, one of my old bandmates and back then, and, you know, um, we used to sometimes, when I would go to the store, he'd, he'd come along and, and um, you know, and then so... Um, he he was with me on the day that the all four Kiss solo albums came out, and when he saw them, he was like, "Holy shit!" Because we had no idea that was happening. And then we went, and I got undercover, and then um, I took off the sticker, and he went, "What the 
fuck is that? A dog on it? <laughs> you, you take off the sticker and there's, come on, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. like he he thought it was stupid, but yeah, <laughs> underneath the cover there's um, <laughs> still um, other stuff. And, that, that's cool. Yeah. I would have liked to have had that to see what it was. I thought it would show the boobs in the in the hoo-ha, but I guess not. <laughs> I, I I I I was thinking that too. Yeah, so this but, album was released November 7th, 1983. This was actually their first album of the 80s because Tattoo You was outtakes and songs they recorded in the 70s and redid them. So this is oh. actually the first album that was recorded in the 80s. <laughs> oh, and yeah. I, and they really and didn't record much in the 80s. They had this album and then what... Um, and then they had Dirty Work, which I hated. I hated that album. Uh-huh. And then they had Still Wheels, which I think was a back to the Stones to me. That was back to the oh, Stones yeah. sound to me. Yeah. And this sound, this album, it says it was the 17th British and 19th American studio album by the Rolling Stones, released in 1983. Their preceding album, Tattoo You, which was ma- mostly patched together from a selection of outtakes, Undercover was their first release of all new recordings in the 1980s with the advent of ni- of MTV Generation a band attempted to reinvent themselves for a new era and it was the last Rolling Stone album to be released in Ian Stewart's lifetime this is the last album that keyboardist and tour manager Ian Stewart recorded with them he was wow. present on the Dirty Work sessions though he should have been on that album maybe it would have been a lot better <laughs> uh, maybe he heard it and went uh uh-uh. uh I'm dead no. I'm gonna ki- I'm gonna die <laughs> this album <is> <laughs> Oh, or, or maybe it was like how Robert Reed, Mr. Brady, he wasn't on some of the Brady Bunch episodes because he just didn't like the story. He was in the studio and he was there watching it being filmed, but he was like, uh-uh, I'm not being on this episode, it's too stupid. Maybe Ian Stewart was like, uh-uh, <laughs> this album's too stupid, I'm, I'll, I'll watch you play, but I'm not gonna play. Yeah, I, I hated Dirty Work. I only liked Harlem Shuffle, but the rest of the album sucked. You know, I don't think they released anything else. And I think Mick Jagger and Keith Richards were too busy with their uh, solo projects at that time. But She's the Boss was a great album. I love that. Oh, yeah. Freaking Just I, Another Night. Freaking he kicked ass yeah. on that. And then, I heard I heard some things saying that Keith actually was the one who wrote about eight of the 11 songs on his own. And that Mick hardly did anything. Yeah, I was... <laughs> I was reading about this album, and uh, it was produced by the Glimmer Twins and Chris Glimmer Twins and Chris Kimsley. Yep. And the, Grim, the Glimmer Twins is Mick and Keith. Yep. And they the only reason they used Chris is because there was new advancements in recording technology that they didn't know about, so they used mm. him. And d- did you know during this album that Ke- Keith and Mick were fighting? Keith. Uh, Mick wanted to make like a more modern, danceable album, and uh, Ke- uh, Richards wanted to make more of a Stones album. So you could hear the fighting yeah. on this album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> music. But but that's but that's kind of cool. It's like, wow, bum, 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 bow, bum, 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 <laughs> ow, stop, bum, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. You know. So well, let's get but into yeah. this. Get into this but, album with the first song, the politically yeah. charged "Undercover of the Night." What do you think of this one? Well, well, I'll I'll agree with my dog because my dog actually thought this was a great album, and <laughs> that's part part of the reason why I wanted to review it was because he was really into it. He he 
he thought it was a funky album and so I I agree but yeah Undercover of the Night one of my favorites I could imagine myself dancing in the mirror to this song while my dog humped my leg we were a team dancy and humpy well uh, <laughs> but, but anyway I could imagine anyone dancing to it a two-year-old toddler shaking his G.I. Joe soldier as a rattle, a 400-pound 70-year-old grandma with a filthy nighty on and a wrinkled cigarette in her mouth. It's a nasty, dirty song, and it's wonderful. Yeah, I like this song. He's talking about Columbia. There's like three songs on here that he's talking about the, the shit that was going down in Columbia at that time. Yeah. I have no idea. I was 11. Uh, I was 13 oh. or whatever when this album came out, so I wasn't really into that. I really didn't oh. get into Stones until I was like 18. I got went back to their back catalog. I was always into the Beatles before the Stones. And, oh, uh, yeah. I don't have notes under this song till we get to Feel On Baby, because the first four songs are awesome to me. Oh. I, I like this song. This song is awesome. The electronic drum beats work on this song. They work yeah. to the... the greatness of this song i love the guitar going dun, 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 dun. the rhythm of this song it's just and mixed voice is like so strong undercover undercover of the night i love his voice oh yeah it's just mick man it, and it has a great rhythm it has the rolling stones rhythm even with the electric beats here and there going dun, 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 dun. oh yeah i love this song this song fucking kicks ass and then we oh, get into definitely. track two, She Was Hot. What do you think of this one? Well, this is good, but it reminds me too uh, too much of the song She Was Hot off of the Undercover album. <laughs> well, no, it's a the, good... This is yeah, the Undercover yeah. album. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway, it's a good song, even though it's the one played most often on the radio. Yeah, I, I love this song. This is the Stones, man. This is the Stone down and dirty. She was hot. You know, it's like, I oh, love, yeah. love this track. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, it, oh, it, it's definitely. a song that I could play over and over and over, just like Undercover. I love these two songs. The freaking album starts off with a bang. Freaking kicks ass. Oh, and then yeah. We, and then track number three is another uh, politically cha- charged song. You know, I wish the Stones would stay out of, out of being political. You know, because that's the Beatles' forte. They're not the fucking Beatles. They're the fucking Stones. They're the fucking down, dirty blues. Fucking yeah. Don't give a fuck what's going on in the world. Shit. And that's what I love about them. And then when they started doing this shit, it's cool. I like this song. The song's cool. I have no problem with it. What do you think about it? Uh, I didn't know it was political. I, I, I. The title itself. Well, I was writing this type of stuff in 1982, and believe me when I said stuff like tie you up the pain of love I wasn't talking about anything political but so Mick had a good teacher but anyway great song one of my three favorites yeah it's a good song I like it I have no problem with the first four songs at all then we get into I want to hold you I think which uh, uh, Richard sings yeah yeah, it's a good song. I like his voice. You know, unlike Peter Chris of Kiss, I could handle oh, his yeah. Rod Stewart's standing voice. Because <laughs> it's Keith, man. He he has the heart and soul, you know. I really never cared for Chris singing. I like him as a drummer, but that's about it. I yeah. like this song. What do you think about it? Oh, yeah. I love when a song sounds like I'd be perfect to sing on it. 
really cool song. <laughs> I want to hold you. You know, I would work perfect on it. Hey, but before we get going here, I didn't ask you your fir- your favorite three songs on this album. We could have missed one of them so far. What What are your songs? Oh, well, we haven't missed one yet. Okay. Um, we um, they're under cover of the night. Okay, we did miss one. Yep. <laughs> and then tie you up the pain of love. We missed two. And then pretty beat up. All right. Well, I'm gonna pause this right now to go for Undercover of the Night.
keep it rushing The smell of sex, the smell of suicide All these dream things I can't keep inside Undercover, keep it all outside Undercover, I'm in the Okay, that was Undercover of the Night by the Rolling Stones. And then what was your next song again? I think we passed that already. That was Tie You Up, The Pain of Love. Tie You Up, The Pain of Love. So now after Under the Cover of the Night, we're going to go to Tie You Up, The Pain of Love by the Rolling Stones. Here it is.
it was pretty beat up. Pretty beat up. We haven't got to that song yet. So when we get to that song, yeah. guys, we'll, we'll play that song for you real quick. Let's see. Now we're on. We already said I want to hold you, and now we're on yeah. to fill you, baby, where my notes start. Uh huh. So what do you think about this song? Oh, sounds like something I'd write with my dog back in 1983. <laughs> we did a song called Bad Girls, which was kind of like the Rolling Stones Miss You and this song. Hey. I prefer I prefer hearing this when I'm drunk. So since I'm sober today, I'm giving it slightly less points. <laughs> slightly less points. Yeah, let's see. I got notes about this song. Phil and Baby, this track is filler. Don't like it. The Stones trying to be something they're not. That's what I wrote. What do you think about that? Oh, um, I kind of agree, but when I'm drunk, I like it. So that's why I'm... Um, I, if I was drunk, I would say, I fucking love it, man. I feel like it. I feel like it, baby. I fucking love it. That would have been what I said. That's funny, man. Yeah, I don't really particularly like this song. I think it's just a song they just threw in to, mm-hmm. to the kitchen sink, you know. And then we get on to the next song, which is another, the third politically charged song about the Columbia shit that was going on down there, which I have no idea. Too Much Blood. What do you think of this one? Hmm. One of the very few reggae tunes I like. The words are pretty graphic and dark, but the music is like Roxy Music's album Manifesto. It's pretty hot. Yeah, I got notes on this. I said, I hate the horns, but the bass is killer. The electric 80s sounding drums like Undercover, Stones trying to be the political Beatles, you know, trying to be political. The huh. Beatles did better <laughs> at huh. it. This is like oh. the rhythm guitar. Don't think, don't like hearing about a girl being cut up and put in a fridge is something we don't want to hear from the Stones, you know. Yeah. We, we want yeah. to hear about them, like, having sex and freaking drinking and whatever. You know, we don't want to hear about... Some girl's head cut off, put in a fridge. You know, I, the yeah. song is not too fun to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but I do find, oddly enough, that um, if I'm able to sort of forget about that really major major aspect of the song, <laughs> I can just dig to it and dance to it like like a regular party song, and so. I, I see some of the darkness of it to be weirdly entertaining because, you know, I mean, um, I don't know why, but... Yeah. I don't know. Paint It Black and Sympathy for the Devil and some stuff, other stuff they did is pretty dark, but they don't talk about cutting up a chick and throwing her in the refrigerator. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so um, yeah. I, I, I kind of was weirded out by it back then, but now since I, I've heard that since it's been such a long time, I can now just kind of listen to it. Just like, you know, they talk about Hiroshima and the bombs, and it's like back when it happened, it was really intense. But then after a while, you know, now it's just more history. But but that that's another issue. It's it's just, I guess I'm, I'm a little bit, well... No, I don't love those lyrics, but I mean the music. I'm I'm able to kind of do my best to forget about them and and like it anyway. Like I said, yeah. I like the bass and the the '80s sounding drums, like Undercover. But trying, they're too political. I think the Beatles did it better. 
And this yeah. is actually the last album where they tried to be experimental because they were trying to be experimental on this album because Keith and Mick were fighting over the way they wanted yeah. the direction to go. And they, and they, but then they made Dirty Work, and it's like, oh my god, this album sucks. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so they were probably like, you don't like our experimental stuff? Well then fuck it, we'll make something worse. Yeah, make something worse. You know? It sounds like the Stones, <laughs> but it isn't the Stones. You know, they, yeah. they got back on track on Steel Wheels. That was my freaking, I love that album, yeah. Steel Wheels. Oh, and yeah. Let's get to the next song, which is another song you picked, Pretty Beat Up. So here's the Stones, Pretty Beat Up. We'll talk about it after the song plays.
Okay, that was pretty beat up by the Rolling Stones. What did you think about that song, Lee? Oh, one of my three favorites. So fucking funky and great. I could imagine a bunch of wasted acid cases dancing in a video to this in an Escape from New York type of wasteland, and I'd be in it. <laughs> awesome. Nice. Well, let's see. I got some, some notes on this song. I think the song is a mess. It's repetitive huh. lyrics. Don't like it. It seems like they ran out of ideas on this song, and the sax is out of place. Cut and oh. paste song going nowhere. That's just wow. my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> well, that that's just how how messed up I must have been. <laughs> I must have. The song is just repeating <laughs> itself pretty beat up, pretty beat up. It's like freaking a Taylor Swift song saying bad blood, bad blood, you know, whatever. <laughs> oh, I, with me, it would be Neil Sedaka, Bad Blood, if you remember that. <laughs> yeah. That's my generation. Yeah, no, I don't know that song too well. My mom did. <laughs> she loved oh, okay. Neil Sedaka. Yeah, that's, oh, what, okay. that's what I think. I think it was just a cut and paste song, and they ran out of ideas, and the sax just seemed weird in the song. Cause huh. <laughs> it's just weird. Oh, oh, I... I don't know. I, I, I it, 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 well, I, yeah, I, well, I kind of, to me, it's kind of like if, if you order a pizza and all they do is give you dough, baked dough with no cheese and no uh, tomato sauce, and you go, what the hell is this? It's just dough. But the other guy's eating it saying, this is the best fucking pizza I've ever ate. I love this dough. <laughs> kind of like that. You yeah, know, it's kind of. Kind of a, I must be a little bit, bit strange. <laughs> and then we get to the next song, which is all the way down. What do you think of this one? Oh, um, you um forgot one. Too tough. But oh yeah, oh, too yeah. tough. What do you think about too tough? Oh, in fact, it's a great deep cut, one that hardly anybody knows, <laughs> which is why we almost passed it. But you know, it sounds like something I'd write. I should do a cover of it. I've done other songs by them. This is one of my guilty pleasures. Great song. Yeah, I do like this song. On my notes, I put, Now this is a Stone song, unlike the others on this album. It has a Stone swagger. I like it. It rocks. Would be better without the electric drums here and there. But overall, I like this song. It does kick ass, and I do think it's a good deep track off the album. Cool. I agree with you on that one. Then we'll get yeah. to All the Way Down. What do you think of this one? Oh, now we're going all the way down to all the way down. Okay, <laughs> yeah. well, this could have been on the Some Girls album, but they probably would have to take all the other songs off of that album because this is so much better, and they would have released it with just this one song on it. But on this album, it's an enjoyable party tune. Yeah, I like this album. I said it sounds like the Stones again. What I want to hear from the Stones, not saying I don't like bands experimenting, but the Stones are the Stones and not the Beatles is why people love the Stones of bands like ACDC. They have the sound we want to hear. This is what I think about the song, and it's a great song, and I like it. It has their swagger. It has the rhythm. It freaking kicks ass. Cool. All right, and then we get to It Must Be Hell, the final song off this album. What do you think about this one? Okay. One of the first times the Rolling Stones end their album with a cool mix song instead of one of those strange Keith ballads. This has a 70s vibe to it, but sort of improved like they did it in the 70s when they were sober, and they were uh, um, back then afraid to put out sober music, so that's why they didn't release it then. It's a cool song. 
Yeah, I like this song. It's got a great, great bass line. Love Bix's voice on this one. Has a stone swagger. Love the tune. Great way to end a weird, a weird album. It's a weird <laughs> album for me from the Stones. I think it's not yeah. one of their best albums overall, but it's not a great album. But it's, it. I think they lost, they lost their way in the eighties. Their first real album in the eighties since Tattoo You was outtakes from the seventies. I'm talking about uh, Tattoo You since that was not really an yeah. album of the 80s. This was their first real album of the 80s since Tattoo was outtakes from the 70s. Don't don't think they got back on track till Still Wheels because Dirty Work was terrible. That was my notes. Oh. And this is a great song to end the album to. I love it. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Because Dirty Work was terrible, man. <laughs> oh, God. I just oh, can't yeah. to that record. It's just so maybe bad. We should sometime, maybe we should sometime review that just because... A lot of your reviews, you just say, I love this song, I love this song. I like to hear you go, I hate this song, I hate this song, I hate this song, I hate this song. Well, you didn't hear, well, you were on the clutch reviews. (laughs) Huh? I said, you were on the clutch reviews with the former podcast host. (laughs) That's cool, eh? I clutch? didn't care for Clutch on a lot of the songs. Oh, yeah. And also that other out, that other band, uh, freaking, I can't remember that they they just went from my head. The freaking other band um, she had us do it was terrible. Um, oh God, I can't, um, I can't remember. Was who it the um, one with Chino Marino on it? Chino. Oh wow. Uh, um, someone's knocking on my door. Um, I, um, so so if you can just hold on. Just for one moment, okay, because let me, let me pause it. Okay. Hello. Hi. All right, we're back. Lee had a guest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just got some new leather boots. Awesome. Oh yeah. But um, I'm I'm trying to think. There there was um, um uh, collection and well there was one I think that we were maybe going to do and we didn't. Some about below summer. Oh, 40 like Below 40 Summer. Below yeah, summer. we broke up yeah. before that happened because that album was killing me. I couldn't listen to it. You couldn't listen yeah. to it. It was, like, terrible, man. And yeah, the, the, I, thing, um, the thing is, she didn't like it. Oh, it was the Deftones. We hated the Deftones. Oh, um, did I? Oh. I don't think you were on that album, but that album sucked. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I heard the album because I wanted to listen to it just to see what it was like. And, yeah, I, I gave my opinion on it I, in fact I wrote on my um, in my group <laughs> what I thought about it so what but, I'm thinking about Undercover of the Night it's a good album but it's not a great album it's something oh, well, I can listen to but it's not something that I like consider one of the best Stones albums of all time you know I wouldn't put oh, it up well, there that's cool Yeah, I like I, Tattoo I, You a lot better <laughs> it's a great oh, album um I kind of well, except I don't like the ballads as much. But I like you know when I was a kid, I didn't like waiting for a friend, but then oh. after I listened to it a couple more times, it's a great song. I kind of like it now. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty yeah, cool well. song. And uh, I have a track. I have, do you have anything to promote, Lee? Oh, um, well, I would say that I'm coming out with. Um, some CDs, but I do each individually, so they're they're like if if people are interested in my music, they might wanna um, if they're on Facebook, 
and they know who I am, they may want to ask me about how to get hold of my music. But otherwise, um, if you watch my YouTube channel, I've been pretty much paring down a lot of my songs so that they're mostly just um, um, a friend of mine, Cynthia, who does dances to them, and and this lady named Cody who does some other interesting videos for me and some of my reviews and songs. But yeah, um, my YouTube station, which is L-E-E, -E, first name, and then G-E-R-S-T-M-A-N-N. -N. There's another guy named Justin Lee Gerstmann who's from Germany, and he um, isn't me. So if you see Justin Lee Gerstmann, that's not me. And um, But I'm Lee Gerstmann, and I also have um, WordPress, which is, um, I think it's like Lee Gerstmann, one word, dot WordPress dot com. I'm not exactly sure, but if you put in my name in a Google search engine and then put in WordPress, you'll see the link. And those are the two main things that I do. Nice. Oh, yeah. I also have um, a podcast now just for now, it's called just called Lee Gerstmann's show because um, I have one on Podbean called Cheese and Shaving Cream. But right now, there's a technical reason why I can't go on any of my episodes. It's because I have to take away the underscore between Lee and Gerstmann because that doesn't, you know, um, um, work on Podbean. But I have to go to a regular computer to do it, and I don't want to do that right at the moment. So I'm leaving it broken. And when Spreaker decided to call my episodes Lee Gersman's show, I thought, okay, well, if this works, I don't want to mess with it. I don't want to give any kind of name that won't fit. And they'll say we can't use it. So Lee Gersman's show it is for the moment. Cool. And, and that's uh, on Spreaker. And he's out of the box, man. He should be called Out of the Box Lee Gershman. Or Lee yep. Gershman Out of the Box. One of the two. Yeah. yeah. I did make sure to listen to my review I did of Diver Down. I had a guest who's just as strange as I am. I had me. I, <laughs> I, 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 I did me as like, Hi, Lee. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine. Are you going to be able to do this review? Um, I... Well, I had some cheese, and I had celery, and I had um, um, paint, and I had, like, um, pencils. Uh, what does that have to do with the music? You know, like that. So it was kind of... I do it a little bit nutty, but... But, yeah, I do it as if I'm a different me. That's funny, man. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I have a... Um, yeah, I have a track of the week that I want to uh, play at the end of the show. It's called uh, Dark Necessities from the last Red Hot Chili Peppers album, The Getaway. I think this album is really funky and, and one of their best albums they've released in a long time. It's very different. They have a new guitar player called uh, Klinghoffer. I can't remember his first name. Let me look real quick here. Uh, it's Chad Smith and it's Josh Klinghoffer. Really good guitar player. He was a guitar tech for, uh, for Shante for years. He's really good. He's got his own sound and I really dig this album. It was re reproduced by Danger Mouse. I don't know if you ever heard of him. Really? Um, not really. And Chad Smith's always been one of my favorite drummers. He's also played on that last Glenn Hughes album called Resonate on two songs. So hmm. Chad Smith, I love Chicken Foot. You guys know I'm the Hagar Nutswinger here. 
So <laughs> I'll have to sometime listen to Chicken Foot. Yeah, Chicken Foot's pretty good. Chicken Foot One and Chicken Foot Three, really good album. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, just thank you again, Lee, for being on the show. And uh, cool. It'll be up later, man. Take it easy. All right. Hey, take care, man. All right. Later. Bye. All right. Bye. Now here's the Red Hot Chili Peppers with the track of the week, Dark Necessities.
Hey, 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 DJ Big Bushy here. And if you like the beer cold, the women hot, and the music loud, then get your ass to the biggest party on that metalstation.com, the Big Bushy Power Hour. Every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Big Bushy Power Hour. It's the biggest party with the biggest beer. Here's some podcasts I like to listen to. Cheap Talk with Trick Chat. The Decibel Geek Podcast with Chris Sinzak and Aaron Camaro. Metal Raps with Mark Striegel. The Eddie Trunk Podcast. Rock Talk with Mitch LaFont. The Cassius Morris Show. And the Pods and Sods Network. You guys have a great day and keep rocking. Thanks for listening to another edition of the Freeform Rock Podcast. Check out my Amazon link and tell a friend. Thank you.